Blog Talk Radio. It's June 13, 2021. Hello and welcome to Working for a Living Radio Show, where realists for change present opinions that matter. Tonight, we're joined by co-host Jeff Brown, and I'm your moderator, Leroy McKnight. Please remember, good leadership is never about power and control, but rather for the honor and the privilege of serving the members in the interest of membership. Working for a Living is a syndicated on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, Listen Now, and Player FM. Also follow us on Twitter. As COVID-19 continues to affect our world and our UAW workplaces that have been infected with illness to include loss of life, to include four members of our team, one of whom, Dennis Voitko, who sadly passed away from COVID. Working for a Living extends our heartfelt condolences and prayers to family, friends, and colleagues of all affected by this tragic disease, especially to Dennis' widow and his two wonderful daughters and grandchild. Let us observe a moment of silence as we revere and remember all of those who have perished, especially our own fallen UAW members. Let me bring on Jeff here, see if we can catch him. All right, between, there he is. Hi, Jeff, how are you? I'm okay, Leroy, how are you? Pretty good, not doing too bad. Uh, been a lot, long time since we've been on on the air, uh, partly by yep. design, uh, just to see where everybody's headed and how much uh, activity been between then and now. And it's been interesting to watch. Um, the somewhat successes, the failures, and uh, the uh, changes of people that you actually know and love at one time in your life and supported uh, to uh, high office in some instances. So uh, there we, we have a little bit of that uh, as we've acknowledged it over time and dealt with it to some degree, and we'll be continuing to do that. Um, we've had a lot of stuff. This is our sixth season, folks, uh, even though we've had uh, abated shows since the week before the election. Uh, part of this silence has been to uh, assure that we don't get too wrapped up in all the anger by the communities uh, in our United States uh, because the, the people are, that, that are in the center feel lost and just in, in abandoned uh, by a lot of people, and they're very angry about that. Uh, we don't want to raise a lot of those issues yet this evening, but we surely do want to make sure that uh, we let everybody know that we're fully aware of what's gone on and that uh, it's something that we aspire to help to change in time. Uh, we'll see how that all works out as well. Uh, one of the quotes that sort of uh, 
sums up our uh, absence uh, is this. It is silence that emboldens the scoundrels to finally show exactly and specifically their true deceitful, malicious, and unlawful intentions. Thank God for karma. <laughs> so somebody actually wrote that, and I found it to be pretty interesting. And, and apropos regarding our, our own silence here uh, and things that have gone on, uh, we're not going to call anybody out tonight. You know who you are. We don't have to tell you. And uh, as you look yourself in the face every morning, you have to answer for your own activities. Um, Jeff, you got any more comments on this past week? Um, it's very interesting. Um, you got G- G7 going on till today. Um, there's some change in leadership in Israel as of three o'clock this afternoon. Uh, oh, but yeah, yeah, it happened this afternoon. The new election and okay. and the old, the old guy is out. No, no, the new guy is in. Yeah. Um, Today I heard I read that uh, this year's hurricane season is going to start this week. So we'll see how that happens. Pretty early. My goodness. Yeah, real early this year. So. Yeah. Well, we had a, a solid well, equinox this past week. On, on uh, yep. what is it, Thursday morning at 535. That was interesting. Yep. Uh, I, I actually tried to mm-hmm. see it. I went went, went uh, camping and thought I'd try and see that, but it didn't uh, didn't work out so well. But I, I wasn't able to see it. But uh, we, we tried. That's, that's not good. <laughs> so, um, anything else this week that you can recall? Besides the stuff this we're going to talk about in a bit? Um, I don't know. I've had a bad week. I've just uh, been in bed all oh, week and trying to recover. But uh, been awful hot. Tigers almost got no hit. Yeah, it's been too hot. Too hot for me to go outside. Uh, Tigers yeah. almost got no hit today by the White Sox. They got the first hit in the bottom of the seventh inning. Uh, they still lost, but. Other than that, Leroy, I don't don't recall much yeah. going on. I just keep to myself and yeah. carry on every day. Well, you watch you watch a lot of stuff, though. So don't don't sell yourself short. Yeah, I know that for sure. <laughs> you sure do. Uh, so, well, having said all of that. Uh, uh, we have a pretty full show tonight. Uh, we're going to talk about, uh, you know, we're go through our comments and email here, and then we're going to talk about the uh, uh, new COVID. Uh, I think you're going to cover that, uh, the COVID uh, questionnaire that's changing at Ford, uh, and then mm-hmm. the, uh, the notion of 
this uh, uh, chairperson, they call him a union boss in, in the paper. I, I don't know, union bosses, I don't know that we're supposed to have those. It's just, you know, union leaders or union elected officials. I don't know that anybody's a boss these days. Maybe they, you know, uh, called us bosses in the past, but uh, I think we should stick with elected official. For most of them, leadership is still reserved for those that actually are uh, so and understand the issues. Uh, but uh, that fellow, uh, uh, where did that go? Oh, there it is. Yeah, is uh, chairperson of Local 598, Eric Welter. Welter. I'll make sure we give him plenty of uh, press this evening because he's got a lot, a lot in the Detroit press and. We sure don't want to make sure that we make any errors. And that's Eric, E-R-I-C-W-E-L-T-E-R, Eric Welter. Please remember that name. Now, you're going to have probably an a, a education on his issue later today in the show. So, Jeff, um, how about if we go through the message and comment, or what do we got here? Oh, no, we got a... Uh, Ah, message and comments for first, I guess. How about if we start that? And I'll start the first one, I think. Is that all right with you? Okay. Yep. Okay with okay, me. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Jim. All right. Uh, uh, first uh, comment, email, um, uh, message uh, that come in from time to time. And these are some of them for the past six months or so. Uh, I've been reading the UAW Constitution and when I delve into activities by groups, including the incumbents, it appears that working for a living is the only group that makes every effort to obey the union's constitution, name withheld. Um, that's an astute observation, and thank you for your thoughts. Uh, we'll move on. Uh, we appreciate that comment though, uh, and message. Jeff, mm-hmm. want to go to the two? Yep, number two. Um, we want it to be perfectly clear that what is going on at Volvo is due to membership exercising their rights to vote no on bad tentative agreements. I said agreements, so there's two. It's about time that the members stand up against management, name withheld. Uh, we try names. to support names. Each. Names. Yeah. Oh, names. Okay. Sorry. Uh, we, we support each and every member in their vote as a good unionist. Right. Um, I hearken back to the 2015 FCA ratification vote that was turned down uh, by 26%. And then the International Union took over the counting of the votes and it passed nominally but passed a week later with little to no change in it. Well, little change. There was some uh, little change in the uh, agreement. 26% swing. I was, Jeff and I both were on a different show at the time and I noticed that um, I had only seen as a political operative for UAW and and uh, 
in politics. I'd only seen as much as 19% swing in a brief period of time, a week or so. 19% was the most I'd ever seen up to then. And as soon as that left my mouth, uh, the host of that show uh, read an email from a person identified only as Monday morning, a high-level union official in the international union, never to be disclosed, but nonetheless uh, self-described that way. And he said, essentially, and I have that somewhere as a clip, uh, he said essentially that um, I can't tell you what we did, but you know we did it, and uh, it's too big a swing in order for that to be legitimate, essentially. So at that point, when there appeared to be and reportedly was some election meddling, I put on some war paint and have been on holy terror since then because that 2015 agreement brought in the language for retirees. It also brought in the language for Appendix K, that uh, GMS language at that time. Uh, it enhanced the Appendix K, the GMS language did. So um, these are things that are not good for our union in any regard. So we applaud the 90% and 91, 91% no on the first one and 90% no on the second one, as it is the membership's wishes whom we collectively support. Now, having said that, we'll talk more about that later in the show. But for now, we support each and every member's right to vote their conscience. And in some discussions, I have said, vote your conscience in each and every instance. You need to do that, continue that. That doesn't mean it isn't without consequence, and we'll talk about that a little later. Okay, so having said that, let me get on to uh, number three. It is the member... Uh, uh, this, these are all messages coming in. This isn't, you know, we, we have some commentary on afterwards, but these are the members. These are messages and emails that have come in and some dialogue from time. It is the members, it is the members electing bad leadership that has given our union a bad name and caused all of these bad contracts. Name withheld. Well, it's true that the, the membership votes on leadership. However, the current structure has caused a lot of election problems. So, go ahead, Jeff. Okay, number four. Leroy, you should let all 50-year-olds run a union, name withheld. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll answer that one, Jeff. <laughs> okay. It's, well, first of all, it's true I'm older. And it's true that I have institutional memory because I remember some things that most don't. One, for example, is that 
we used to pay off the cap on Social Security. And that's, for those of you who don't know what that is, that there's actually a cap that the risk, after $142,800, rich people don't pay any more Social Security on their earnings. And back in the day, we used to pay that off, not just pay it off at the end of the year. We pay it off plus or minus a week from May 1st, okay? Last week in April, first week in May, if we work work in the the overtime, had to work the overtime. Much like you're doing today, working all the overtime. We paid it off then, and that's $142,800 today, right? That means that our buying power on today's measure in that regard today would be about $142,000, I'm sorry, $442,000 a year. And there were striations down outside of that. In other words, levels all the way down for other folk, okay? If you worked at a at a grocery store, you might have the buy-in power of 300000 If you worked at a, at, you know, a convenience store, you might have the buy-in power of sixty or 70000 today's dollars. Everybody had a good living, no matter what you did. Minimum wage was 40%, 41% actually, of that high level. And that's $160,000 a year, 40% of 440. Think about that. That was the wage base in our country at one time. And they've been suppressed and stifled and picked apart for decades until it is what it is today. Some places have minimum wages of $15 an hour. And our starting wage, I think they were saying 17 69 starting wage, just above. The highest minimum wage in the nation is industrial wages, starting wages. So I bring that institutional memory, first of all, because I'm older and under some sort of a uh, uh, um, challenge for that. Okay. Secondly, as a retiree, there are only five limits, and those are on voting, not on holding office, other than president of a local union. That's the only office a retiree is prohibited from, from actually holding. And ostensibly, that would run into the vice president as well, because it potentially could be the president. So if he got moved up, he'd have to resign the office. He could hold the vice president. He couldn't hold the president if the president left for whatever reason. Uh, you're still talking about those same 50-year-olds who've demanded yes votes on bad contracts in the last 15-ish years, right, without ever raising many challenges to those. For the record, I've written appeals on the last two CBAs, collective bargaining agreements, on the bankruptcy appeal, filed suit on the VEBA, Trust for Retiree Health Care in the Detroit Three, wrote 81 pages in an attempt to prevent the two requested waivers of federal law 
in order to even approve the final viva. And one of those was in an attempt not to have corporate stock put into our viva trust. Just saying as a comparison to the 50-year-olds who've been running our union at the local union level. You want me to stand aside for them? I'll let the membership decide. Thank you very much. Uh, well, <laughs> number five. Uh, so, Leroy, if you run, I will still vote for you. That came from the same person from message number four, name with help. Uh, you got any comments on that, Jeff? I vote for you, too. Jeff? We lost you, Jeff. I vote for you, too. Here I am. Oh. I vote for you too, Leroy. <laughs> okay, okay, thanks. Yeah, you got my well, vote. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Evidently, I got that person's vote I too. Vote but you know, we'll we'll see we'll yeah. see what happens. It's a long way. <laughs> We're a year out. It's a year yeah. out here, so. Yep. Yeah. Yes, we are. So, um, a year out. So uh, uh, let's see. We're, We're going to get uh, to our friend here in just a second. I've seen a hand go up. Uh, for those of you uh, that know the number, you feel free to call in. We got a pretty full switchboard. We're allowed to have 50. We got a pretty full one. And if you put touch, press one, it pushes you up to the top, and uh, you can go ahead and ask a question, or I'll come and ask you what you want to be asked, and I'll make sure that I uh, uh, get that addressed during the show here. So we have two hours. We're up to 120 minutes. That's two hours. We're allowed here. So, uh, uh, go ahead with that. Uh, I guess who is it? This uh, Jeff. You want to take that number six? Yeah. Number six. What are your thoughts about lifting the drug test for new hires? Uh, we'll discuss that more later in the show. Um, there's some big issues involved in some of the floor plants and. GM up in Flint. We'll talk about that later. Right. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, we have a definition uh, for this week's show. Oh, wait, hey, oh, geez, I see somebody's hand. Let me bring him on. Uh, you all know and love our friend here, uh, and I believe we're going to get him on the show here if we can get that button to work. Hello, Tom. How are you this evening? Uh, I'm doing pretty good, uh, Leroy, and uh, Jeff, good evening to you, too. I'm uh, 100% behind you and your support of Brother Leroy. Uh, I just had to raise my hand when I heard the question, and, you know, it took you a little little long long to get that, that out of you, but uh, I began to start worrying, and uh, I know you were having mic troubles because you certainly would have answered that question unequivocally. Yeah, I had a little bit a little bit of a mic problem, but we're okay now. Yeah. And, and, and I'll tell you what, yeah. if, if people that uh, know Leroy like you and I do, Jeff, that, uh, they would never hesitate to vote for that gentleman if they knew what he does in the background when everybody else is sleeping, uh, helping no matter who you are, where you are, what city you're in. Uh, helping a member as best he can within the framework of the UAW Constitution and getting, I might say, 
very, very, very good result that sometimes turn into uh, maybe 5.2 on the Richter scale up there around Solidarity House. <laughs> maybe a little more sometimes, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tom. <laughs> yeah, there is a lot going on uh, uh, with uh, writing around here, uh, so we uh, we we do that, and then we ask questions. We don't tell people. We ask questions. We do offer advice if asked, but uh, we uh, we sure uh, uh, want the membership to have their own mind with regard to how they vote, et cetera. And you know we support the membership. We uh, we have a good membership. I know that uh, the international union refused and uh, to have a strike assistance fund at Volvos. For those members that might be listening at some point, uh, we we were asked what could we do more, and we suggested that they try and get a strike assistance fund and they were told they can't they won't do that and they can't distribute monies to the membership and uh, uh, so I, I kind of question uh, if, if you can't distribute monies to the membership then how are you giving them strike assistance pay <laughs> so I mean right. you can't say the same thing and mean two different uh, uh, outcomes here uh, so uh, the uh, the problem is the leadership. We should have a strike assistance fund set up there. In the absence of that, uh, and my God, from the first strike they had a bunch of stuff there, and within a week, you know, you can understand the perishables being donated somewhere, or shipped out somewhere, but they took the non-perishables and and donated them off to charity when they now need them for the second strike. And they got, you know, crickets out of it. Yeah, the, the executive board met in a, in a week and decided to, to give it all away. And they hadn't even set them up yet. Leroy. Can you imagine does, that? Does that? What? Does that, does that really surprise you when they don't even know? Uh, you know I, I heard a lot of comments being made about Matt Krupp. I mean, what the hell do you expect from somebody? They don't even know who they represent half the time. Right. Right. Well, the first letter for strike authorization went to Mack Truck, not to Volvo, and that came from the vice president of the UAW in charge of heavy truck by the name of Ray Curry, who is aspiring to be president of their, our fine union now. So we'll get into that a little further, but that, that's out of the bag now. So, um, yeah, pretty sad when they don't I know who they represent or who's going to strike. <laughs> oh, you're old. You're I apologize. I, yeah. I couldn't help myself. Yeah, yeah, I got it. I mean, it, it, it's hard to sit on on the side when some of the stuff is going on. We're trying to keep some some order to it, but I got to tell you, it's uh, it's pretty crazy down there right now, and uh, it's you know un- unbelievable actually. But you know, getting back to the good membership, as soon as the members realized that they had, you know, the international pay for water and some ice and some some other things essentials uh, for a picket line, but no food, okay? As soon as the members realize that, 
they, they got flush with food. These members are great people. Our members in this union are great, kind, caring people. And they made sure that everybody that needed anything from that local, they brought it in and they now have food that they can cook up, hot dogs and hamburger, whatever it is, I don't know. But they got food now because of those good members now. And, you know, we get the reports. We know what's going on. And God bless those people. And we're not going to out them, so they're going to be safe. And nobody's going to say anybody's name or anything. And some of the stuff that you've expressed has already been, uh, in the group of you has uh, uh, explained it, uh, and it's already been addressed here so far in the show, and there's more to come. So, um, But, uh, yeah, we got we got good members out there, and it's because of them that we still have a union because the leadership it's just amazing that, that we still have a union because there's actually stuff out there that could cause us to lose our certification that's currently in the agreements, some of the agreements, and it's deplorable, absolutely deplorable that that's, that that's still there. So, Well, let's get back to our, our uh, 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 scripted show here, I guess, so. Uh, we have a, uh, you know, typically we have a definition and a quote or two sometimes. Uh, this week's definition is pander, and that's to please other people by doing or saying what you think they want you to do or say. Okay? Pleasing other people by doing or saying what you think they want you to do or say. So if there's a you know, fellow over there that's, you know, wanting something and just wants, you know, a fishing line. And you can walk over to him, hey, you need fishing line? I happen to have some fishing line right here in my hip pocket. Let me give you some fishing line. It ain't the best fishing line, but it's fishing line nonetheless. Yeah. And if you use this fishing line, there's a warning on it. But I'm not going to tell you about the morning. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you about <laughs> what you want to hear. <laughs> uh, oh, Lord. It's true in the God. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Jeff, give us the quote. <laughs> okay. This week's quote is, Union organizing is not about signing cards or petitions. It's about empowering people and changing their lives. Author is unknown at this point in time. Thank you for that, Jeff. Yeah. Got any comments? Yeah, it's it's, it's more than just signing cards. It's just it's, it goes much deeper into that. And people who have been worked as organizing drives, uh, they know that. And we know that. So, just got to okay, stick together. Okay, Josh, you want to get into your report? Oh. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. The uh, first thing we're going to talk about is Ford has new questions on his daily questionnaires. And they are essentially this. One, have you been vaccinated? Two, 
Has it been 14 days since your last required vaccination? You do not have to answer these questions about vaccinations. Um, this has been popping up this coming week, tomorrow, at the Flat Rock plant. Um, the thought is here, it's not the company's business about your vaccinations. Um, free, uh, UAW, Eugene Local 598, Eric Welter, says to stop drug testing to get hired. To stop, to stop drug testing and get hired, the real problems are, one, pay enough that actually attracts good workers. Two, work with the communities to end the horrible drug problems, often exacerbated by the workloads in the plants to the point where drugs are needed to perform the work. Three, do you want to bring more drug issues into the plant? Uh, I have to admit, there's, we do have some drug problems in the plant. People are overworked, they get sore, they get hurt, and they get put on pain meds. And, you know, just, I've been there, done that. I don't have to do it no more. I'm retired. Um, but the Ford has not been very uh, good at informing the members if anybody has COVID in the plant, like they said they were at the beginning of the pandemic. Um, so it's really gone off the rails. And the International Union has kind of failed to step up to that answer. So so I got Leroy. Well, I, I got to say this. Now, Eric Welter's not a bad person over there. He's He's been a pretty good chairperson, and nobody's perfect. But you have to consider the existing membership when you make such decisions mm-hmm. and comment. The existing membership has enough drug problems around it without asking for more drug problems. And you know, I guess you got a lot of press out of that. You found yourself in the Detroit news. Mm-hmm. So maybe that was your goal. If that's your goal, then then you're not as good a leader as I thought you might be. You're just an elected official. And, you know, let's go after some wages that put some distance between our membership. You know, people forgot. But our jobs are hard, difficult, tedious, monotonous, dangerous, and unhealthy. And they used to pay us commensurately for that. As I said earlier, our hiring is almost the same as the highest minimum wage in the nation now. So the striation from minimum wage to our lowest is only some $2 an hour. 
two sixty one or something. Two dollars and sixty one cents. Striation. You know, like I said, minimum wage was forty one percent of higher end wages. Three forty eight was higher end wages, three dollars and forty eight cents, and minimum wage was a dollar sixty. And on that three forty eight when you got the top pay, because that was 70%, so whatever, you know, another 20, 20, about four bucks, we'll call it, top pay. You could pay off your Social Security in four months' time. Today, that number is $142,800. That's how much suppression is gone. So let's try and build the striation so it's, you know, a hell of a lot more than $2.61 from the highest minimum wage in our nation. Right? How about let's get in something like that, you know, not 40, but, you know, that's, you know, let, let's, let's 40%, let's, let's shoot for maybe... 25% higher than the, than that minimum wage, the highest, or maybe the lowest minimum wage, or the current federal minimum wages, and that's what we had before. I think that's still doggone $7.25. Horrible. But the $15 is where we're comparing it. That's the highest one, $2.00. 61 cents an hour, something like that. Four. So let's let's try and actually pay our people properly. Let's work to end the drug problem in our nation. And you'd start at home with that by not combining the jobs so badly that people can't do them without having opiates in their body to perform the work. And then, as Jeff said, the question is, what about the members currently in the plant? Do we need more drug problems there? How about, okay, let's not stop the drug testing, but those who show an interest, let's send them off to rehab and if they get a successful rehab that we spend money, the corporation spends money on to get them in, and they get a, a good report from the rehab, likely not to relapse, then you hire them. Huh? Be a little creative, Eric, and stop pandering to the press. Thank you. Okay, so, well, that's my follow-up to Jeff's report. Tom, do you have anything on that? No, I think you pretty much covered the whole, whole uh, subject matter very well there, Leroy. Well, you know, I mean, if you have any thoughts on it, feel free to jump out here. You know, I mean, it's just, it's not the Leroy show. It's, you know, it's everybody here, so. You know, I got some strong opinion about it, but 
Anything well, else you health, think of, Tom? From a health and safety perspective, I would say I would not want to be working with a known uh, person with a drug addiction. Uh, number one, uh, the premise of a union is to uh, make sure that everybody is in a safe work environment. Uh, uh, you know, if I if I have three beers, it generally impairs me, and uh, I, I have to call a cab and take me home. But uh, I don't know what we have on the lunch menu uh, today, but... Uh, I would not want uh, to return from my lunch break uh, working next to somebody who has a different uh, way of uh, bringing nutrition into their system, so to speak, or energy or whatever you want to call it. But, uh, from a health and safety perspective, I would not uh, uh, want to go down that avenue. There are things for people, and I would advocate that uh, we see a person with a problem, we make sure they get the proper help. And as an employer, I would encourage all employees in the big three that uh, their management people uh, make sure that those people are safe. Make sure those people uh, do not uh, uh, get hurt at the work or hurt anybody else in the process. So basically, uh, that's it in a that's the We're losing you, Tom. We're losing you. Okay. What what part did you uh, the whole thing or? Well, last couple sentences. No, last couple sentences. I'll, I'll, I'll bring you back. Well, health and health and safety would be the key issue, and my, and my key concern at that point with drug uh, drug uh, policy that uh, they want to change or a person wants to change. Uh, Period. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, it, I, I agree with that, Tom. You know, I mean, I, I, I believe that we have an obligation to the existing members uh, not to put them in greater harm's way. And there's ways of doing it. If they're, you know, I mean, you know, I, I hate to be dead horse. Uh, too badly, but, uh, you know, we've been talking about the corporations are going to have trouble attracting workers, not only with their pay issues, but with, you know, some of these folks are temporary, a third of their career. You know, you imagine a CEO being a temporary for a third of their career? not even getting seniority for a third of their career. I mean, they wouldn't do it for themselves. You know, they got some serious problems, contractually and wage-based. And they're not, you know, they're, they're having problems. They're not able to attract good people. Yeah, we get some good people Forty percent, the reason that this is a problem, 40 percent can't pass a drug test. That's of the community at large. But there's still 60 percent of the people out there that can pass a drug test. And there's a lot of them that won't come to work for General Motors, Ford, and Chrysler. 
because of the systemic problems, temporary wages, etc., job job combination of harvesting the workforce, where you combine too many jobs. So, um, so having said that, I guess there's just lots of problems, and we, we're we're seeing the result. We're seeing the actual effect of what they've done, suppressing the wages and combining the jobs to the point that you got to have an opiate in your body to do the job or go home and sleep at night. And then when they take you off of the drug in the plant, next thing you know, you're out to the black market getting it, black market. So a lot of trouble, a lot of trouble. All right, so let's get into my report, and I'm going to talk about uh, the issues at Volvo, and they are manifest. There's a lot of them. And we're going to talk about leadership a little bit first, and we're going to lay some foundation for what we're going to talk about as we go through the report. Legitimacy. If you read a book now and then, legitimacy is the biggest thing that you can have as a leader. And legitimacy over time is called prestige. And then if you hold office, that gives you even more legitimacy. Those are the three legs of power. Okay? Legitimacy, perception, I'm sorry, prestige, perception of legitimacy, are you perceived to be legitimate, prestige, and office. And then, of course, the press is in a little. And certainly saw Eric in the press here earlier. But, uh, that adds to that um, office or the power of the office. So, and, you know, since legitimacy is so important, it's been written by others, not me. I just, I'm a student of this stuff. That jeopardizing legitimacy, your legitimacy or the legitimacy of your organization is cause for removal. Okay, You must be removed if you jeopardize the legitimacy of an individual or you jeopardize the legitimacy of an organization. You must be removed. Now, you say, oh, that's real bad, Leroy. Yeah, sure is. Let's take a look at some of the organizations that have done that. Right? We had we had uh, Joe Paul, Joe Turner, Penn State. Okay, we had the president of Wells Fargo, president of Boeing, Dr. Nasser, Michigan State University. Soon, Dr. Anderson will not have any legacy at University of Michigan. After they tore down his statues, four of them, Joe Paterno died like two weeks later. It bothered him so bad. These folks jeopardized the legitimacy of their organization, and those organizations 
being counseled by a global public relations firm did exactly and specifically what they were instructed to do based on that person's jeopardizing legitimacy. So, let's see, Jeff, you've you're got a little noise going on there, I think. Let me, uh, can you cut that down, something? Can you hear me, Jeff? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, okay. Okay. I'm not sure what that is. We've gotten we've got some noise in the corner. Okay. Thank you, Jeff. So, um, so jeopardizing legitimacy means you got to go. All right? And in the UAW Constitution, the charter grants authority to the President of the International Union to remove an officer who has, you know, for, for whatever reason, but certainly that's anybody that's jeopardized the legitimacy of the union. Now let's start with Rory Gamble and his failures, possibly negligence. He's known for a very long time of somebody at Volvo who has a problem with legitimacy because once you start playing with the opposite sex as a leader from a leadership position, you begin to lose legitimacy. If you do that several times, you lose even more legitimacy. And it's perceived that you didn't run for your office, but you rather ran for gigolo. You didn't run for the office of a union. You acquired the office, pandered to everybody, telling them how good they are and what they wanted here, got elected, so you could be gigolo to several members, maybe others. And you lost legitimacy. The president of the International Union at this time is well aware of that problem. And the Public Review Board has actually said this person needs to be dealt with. Happens to be the president of the Volvo truck. In our opinion, Rory Gamble has failed the membership of Local 2069 in allowing Gigolo to remain in office. That would be a good start in returning confidence to the membership. That's first step, right at the top. And believe me, that's not the only local that has this problem. People thinking they got elected to gigolo. Coupled with all the rest of our 
front page news. It's not building confidence in the membership. And that's who matters. We've gone over that a couple of times already in this show. Anybody that doesn't think that's the case needs to resign their union office immediately. By the way, we're working on the third union president of the international as we speak. Jones, Gamble, Curry's expected to ascend. Speaking of Curry, Vice President, I'm sorry, Treasurer, not Vice President, Treasurer of the International UAW, an office once held by a very dear and revered friend of mine, Reuben Burke. I worked with Reuben's son for 20-odd years. Reuben was the only one that came to me at the last convention and gave me a hug and shook my hand because he loved me as much as I loved him. And he knew how good we both we both knew how good each other were in our dedication to our union. Ray Curry holds that position today. He wrote the first strike notice letter to the corporation, titled it to Mack Truck. Mack Truck wasn't on strike. Volvo was on strike. Volvo owns Mack Truck. Yeah. So a little problem there. More legitimacy down the tube. And then we had tentative agreement number one. The bargaining committee had a full house, stood in front of them, and said the duration language paragraph contains that is exactly the same as it was in the past. And anybody with two pennies worth of cents that could rub them together together, could see that it was not the same language. It, in fact, was very advantageous to the corporation because the way it was written allowed the corporation to opt out of the the agreement at any one-year anniversary upon approval. during the agreement, not after. They were brought back from strike without having ratification, satisfied. They had a vote. They turned it down 91%. That's what you get for lying to the membership. Another failure of legitimacy in the eyes of the membership. Can you see why they're getting 91 and 90% votes? No. They're run by a gigolo and lied to by the bargaining agreement committee. 
They're sick of it. They're sick of seeing the international in the newspaper regularly. And it's not just Volvo. They're sick of it. They're sick of it as workers. They're sick of it as middle class in the United States of America. They're sick of what's seeing what's going on. And they're sick of being offered bad agreements to the point that it's 91 and 90% no vote. Somebody got to do some work on legitimacy here. We come out of silence early to address this issue this evening because we still have some snare traps set. We're, we're catching them. And believe me, we will act on them. And we're get, catching a lot of doggone snakes out there. A lot of them. And unlike the current administration, even from a position of non-leadership, non-elected leadership, we will address them and see to it that they are dealt with properly. So let's get back to this. They turned it down, and they asked, oh, I should back up a little bit. During COVID last year, there were no uh, call for demands. They did put out a a 20-line piece of paper that said, tell us your issues. And people wrote on them or didn't write on them. There was no vote on the demands to approve or not approve. Even in the face of COVID, you could still do that. You can do it electronically. There's ways. might not be the best, but there are ways to establish what the membership approved to take to management. That didn't occur. So today, they can't go to the membership. The bargaining committee can't go to them and say, hey, this is what you asked for, and this is what you approved by motion, and we got that for you or didn't get it for you but it's the best we could do. They can't even say that because they didn't have a damn vote. So another perception of legitimacy gone by the wayside. I feel for you, Volvo workers. I really do. My heart goes out to you like you cannot imagine, and everybody in our circle that I mentioned this to and talked to about it says the same damn thing, top to bottom. Because we've had this very same discussion with virtually all of our team. So, but now you have uh, called for, what do you want, give us your top five, and didn't have any more discussion about it. 
the next day you went in to negotiations. Oh, God, I forgot to tell you. <laughs> These weren't negotiations at one of the local uh, rooms in the facility. It wasn't negotiations at a local neutral site. These negotiations were, went on for three months at a resort in a different state. paid for by the company whereupon bargaining committee is perceived to be beholding to the corporation for such entertainment as being at a resort in order to negotiate in a different state again our hearts go out to the members of Bogo so um, so then they come back a week or so. They have another rollout meeting. They had some highlights they pre- presented, and nobody showed up at their meeting, four or five people, six people. They had enough. They already made up their mind. They were lied to in the first rollout, so why go to the second one? Right? Nobody's asked them, really, sat down, went out into the floor, had the committee body go and talk to each person individually and ask, where are you at with this? Not happening. They're all hiding. One of the officers locks himself in in his office so nobody can even come in and see him. He's so scared, ready to resign. might be a decent person. He's not involved in the bargaining. He's just scared. We'll talk about that scared in a minute. So we have the second vote, and it goes down 90%. They picked up 1%. Regional director hasn't been there. It's a big deal. Big, big deal. Ray Curry was scheduled to be there. Decided it wasn't for him, so he didn't show up. Membership is who matters. I want to say something on that on a personal note. Everybody that knows me and everybody that's read anything about our team if we have commitment to be in, in every region once a quarter if we ascend to leadership. Every region once a quarter. So you'll have access to the very top people up and down the line, including the president of the International Union. If you have something bothering you that much, you will have access to yours truly. Understand, there's a million members. That access is only one, that person. So please be respectful of that. If you have something, you have access. Unlike what's going on here. They haven't been asked. So 
Let's talk about some of the contract issues out there that are still there. And this is nothing different than breaking down the tentative agreement that we've done from Ford, GM, Chrysler, other places uh, over the years. Healthcare remains an issue. It's um, currently their costs are 90-10. They're going to 85-15. Uh, people like to keep it at 90-10. You know, they think that's a little over the top, especially when the out-of-pockets are going from 1,000 2,000. I'm sorry, they're 750 to 1500 now. They're going to go to 1000 2000 in 2022, a year from now. And in 2026, they're scheduled on the second TA to go to 1500 to 3000 So that's double with two increases in the contract. Okay? The core doesn't pay anything now. That's the people with more than, uh, I believe it's uh, 12 years. And they're going to start having to pay the 85-15. They're not happy. There are seven tiers. They have a probationary period of 90 days, which typically days gone by, 90-day probationary period, and you get seniority, and you're a member. Unlike the temporary situations at GM, Ford, and Chrysler for almost, you know, however long till they actually, the, the parties agree to bring you on, I guess. The corporation is self-insured, apparently, and Anthem is their insurance company that handles all the um, stuff there, so... That's not unlike a lot of the folks listening that are in GM, Ford, and Chrysler. As General Motors is certainly self-insured, and they use Blue Cross Blue Shield. And Viva's essentially self-insured, and they still use Blue Cross Blue Shield. There was a talk about starting their own, but that didn't go over very well. So so the health care... In the face of huge inflation, and they added a year to the agreement between tentative agreement one, they call it TA1, and TA2, they added a year. And they got a, a I think it's 60 cent increase, it's 90 cent increase in the last year. So there's a little bit of money there. But you're doubling their health care in the same agreement. It's like you're having a couple agreements stacked into one. How about just one of those increases? Might make them happen. We don't know, but, you know, we're just breaking it down. This is what it is, and it's uh, an issue. Okay? So, want to be clear, we understand that bargaining unit is the exclusive bargaining agent of the UAW. But you're not doing your job. You're not doing your job. And we have asked, and this is what we've heard, we're just reporting on a tentative agreement. 
So but the third thing is this alternative work schedule, four tens. And nobody likes it. They say they're going to vote on it in the departments, and that's their caveat to even having it in the agreement. Nobody likes it. Why even have it there? Is management going to force people that don't vote for it? Or in other other words, uh, put a target on their back until they kowtow and vote the way management wants them to vote. Just let it stand as an uh, an element in the agreement that's not acceptable. People don't want to work four times. And the consequences of that. They did it at Ford, and they did away with all the overtime. Three, four tens gives you six days, seven, 24 hours a day with no overtime. They understand. They're not stupid. Membership is not dumb. Lesson number two, besides legitimacy, be legitimate and understand members come first, and they're not dumb. All right. We covered the no to me. Covered three months at a resort. This is coming from the membership. I'm just the, I'm just a vessel there because you're not doing your job. Yeah. And believe me, in a power vacuum, somebody will stand up because other people have been. In fact, there's somebody that sent somebody down there with a, uh, and it wasn't us because we took right away opposition position to that. We said, we do not endorse this letter. Vote of no confidence against the union, the president, and the chairperson. We do not endorse that. Legitimacy, on the other hand, we'll, we'll talk about legitimacy and the failures of le- other higher leadership stepping up to sure legitimacy at the local union. We'll talk about the failures of leadership. But we will not endorse a petition that contains decertification language in it that others presented to the membership. We will not do that. Um, So... Uh, the health care and retirement, it turns out that neither management or the union was paying attention to an account that had the health care monies in it. And now the retirees that are not 65 years of age yet and uh, qualify for Medicare are having to pay between seven and eight hundred dollars. These are the ones that are retired and are younger than sixty-five, out of pocket. They're not happy about that. The actives don't want that to occur for the retirees. And some of them looking at retirement. You know, they're retiree in waiting, and they're under sixty-five, and they don't want to have to pay that seven hundred to eight hundred dollars. 
I will say this about it. If you do not address this, even if it is a single penny, one red cent that the corporation has to add to this account, you will set precedent that they never have to add anything to the account. Ever. So it behooves you to have the corporation put in some monies into that account. That's just a suggestion from an interested member. Right? God help you. Because you really need you really need a lot of help. Okay. Retirement element is at four twenty five four dollars forty one. per year, and it goes up a quarter every quarter, okay? goes up a quarter, or every year, I guess. Every year it goes up a quarter. Well, it turns out that Mack Truck is some $7 higher than that, and the people have found out. And, of course, when you have a company that's owned by your company making more than you make, in retirement, that word gets around, and they're not happy with the legitimacy of that retirement imbalance. All right? The absentee policy came up. Now it's eight days, and it's discharge after eight days. It used to be or, or, and it wants, they want it to go in seven days. In the past, you had to have some sort of progressive discipline, verbal or written discipline, after three or four of these, depending on whoever's administering it, and they couldn't discharge you unless you had one of those progressives even if you went into 9, 10, 11 days. They couldn't discharge you. Now they immediately want to go to no progression required and cut that down seven days and some and go to, from a, a, a day system to a point system. And I guess the point system is essentially how many hours you're out. So it would be 56 hours for seven days and and uh, 64 hours for eight days. Um, And it still remains unresolved as to whether there will be people immediately discharged that are above the seven days under the new agreement. (laughs) Oh, my. So you have some questions to answer down there. So... Again, this TA-1 was five years and TA-2 was six, six years. Uh, <laughs> they call it in progression, but there's seven progressive steps to top pay. At the end of TA-2, there will still be two groups of the progression that do not get the top wage. Okay, do not get the top wage. So, and top wage currently is 27 47 
and it'll go up. Uh, uh, I think the high the last year is $30.92, and in year six, that goes from $30.02 to $30.92. So that's just under 3%, looks like, um, in the last year. So that's not bad increases. Uh, and each and every person that uh, contacted us indicated that they're okay with a three to five year progressive to get the top wage. This notion that it's seven, six, seven, eight years in some instances, and certainly if there's two tiers that won't get it in six years, is simply unacceptable to them. Now, this falls under some federal law as well. And I've raised this issue for many years, and it's kind of fallen on deaf ears. Legal eagles understand it, but have not jumped in here to try and solve this. And it's, it's nationwide in virtually all the agreements now. And uh, it, it is a violation, in, in my opinion, of the U.S. Constitution that is for the government, but because of some case law has bled over into the private sector. Now, I'm not going to tell you what that is because we have people out there stealing our thoughts and trying to look like a genius. And I want to point that out at the moment. The geniuses haven't been doing too good in the genius category because guess what? We've been quiet for a while. So they can't steal genius ideas and say they're their own later on or make themselves look like it's original thought without attribution. So I'm not going to tell you what federal law it violates, in my opinion. But should we ascend to leadership, we will work with other unions, as we do at the moment, and we will work to end any and all tiers, also known as progression. If you are doing a job and the person next to you is doing the same job with the exception of the the probationary period money that's going to be three to five years, perhaps we'd shoot for 90 days like it used to be. But the membership saying as a give back three to five years. So if we, if you somebody that's got four years next to you, they would be making the same wages and they'd be good wages working back towards what they once were as a representative buying power from days gone by, as we, I addressed that earlier. So, so we have some real problems with these tiers not making top rate, the bottom two tiers not making top rate at the end of the two six-year agreement. Okay. Um, they have an in-the-plant doctor's office, and they have prescriptions that are um, done 
on site. They don't have the opiates or anything like that there because of security <laughs> issues, et cetera. But they do have a lot of the, the medicines, and they have to pay $8 prescription if you buy them on site in the plant, which is not so bad. There's an MOU that's inside this agreement. It's almost ludicrous. It says, we'll take a look at this and see if we can't offer it to those retirees, at least the ones under 65. And, you know, why not the ones over 65? Because, you know, such prescriptions are still pretty expensive for them. And there's some thought that because of Medicaid that some of the folks may be on uh, under 65 that they might not be able to offer the doctors, um, implant doctors uh, services, but they could offer the the prescriptions. So just get up off at the MOU and just make it a matter of the agreement, okay? That's what they're asking. Just make it a matter of the agreement that you will do everything in your power to see to it the retirees qualify, if not prohibited by some federal law. Just stick it in there, okay? Now, you guys are the exclusive bargaining agent. Start acting like it. Oh, oh, we got a good item. Safety shoes went allocation per year from $120 to $140. Everybody's happy about that one. Everybody seemed to be glad that they can have safety shoes for damn near a week's wages. God help us. Well, um, Ray Curry, or, uh, Rory Gamble, do your job. Get legitimacy back at this local union. Send one of your minions that keep attacking me down there and do some of that work down there. Carve the bad out of that local union. Get legitimacy of the membership and confidence of the membership back in. Because, brothers and sisters, there's a downside to keep saying no. Called last best offer. And there may be some other facets of failures that exist but we're not going to get into those. So be mindful that you have some issues that are not necessarily contractual and you're mad about. Okay? Just pay attention. If it's legitimate, turn it down. Vote your conscience. But if you're just mad at them, you take it out, it's going to hurt you, okay? All right? And so um, there's other folks down there working hard to gain your favor over what's going on. And it's easy because even the weakest out there can be better than what's going on. But be careful and be realistic the next time that you get a swing at this ball. Okay? The International Union has got a lot of work to do. 
They got a gigolo for president. They got a bargaining committee that lied to you. They got an agreement that's suspect because of a three-month resort negotiation venue. And you're pissed about it. And I share that anger. Everybody on our team shares that anger. Nearly everybody in the UAW shares that anger now that they know what's going on. Let's see if we can become a union again or if we're just running for offices so we can be a gigolo. Jeff, do you have any comments on my report? No, Leroy, you brought back some old memories for me, <laughs> some of the terms you used. Um, you did a good report. Um, we all know what's going down there in Volvo. And I agree with you. everything you said. Yeah, let me ask. I mean, we've got a lot of people in the switchboard. Uh, if you have a comment or you want to just wave at me, you know, hit one and then hit it again, and that'll that'll give us an idea that you're supportive. Or if if you just hit one, and leave it on. That'll be an idea that you want to say something. So uh, we'll we'll see if we can get some feedback from you like that. Um, uh, let me check how the phone. See if we got any. Uh, I got any text messages that have come in. I think we pretty much covered it pretty well here. Nothing new that I can see there. In the email, I don't see anything there. So, Tom, you have something that uh, you'd like to uh, address? I'll get to that caller there in just a second. Uh, Tom, you want to jump in there and make any comment? I pretty uh, pretty much agree with 100% of what you, you had to say. A lot of that was new to me, uh, very informative. Uh, uh, they've got their hands full. Time to go to work. Right. Well, some of that, the contract stuff, had come in late last night and early this morning. So, I'm, I'm, uh, so here comes some text messages now. Let's see. Oh, um, yeah, okay. I thought I'd touch base on that, but but I will. Um, see, I want to make sure that I, I got that uh, correct, okay? Right. Um, let, me, let me get this other caller, and then I'll, I'll, I'll get to that other thing here in just a sec. So let's bring on this other caller. And we won't say your name at the moment unless you want us to. Uh, caller, do uh, you have some comments on my report or anything on the show this evening? Yes. Uh, first, I want to say good evening, gentlemen, and I'm very grateful for you to have a radio show today. So thank you for that. Um, Jeff, I'm glad to see that you're doing all right. I know that you've been under the weather, so I'm glad that you know you're feeling better. Um, my comments are on um, membership as a whole. You know, if if you're, we you had touched on it before that uh, it's up to the membership to make these changes. 
And we have to do it in due time, in a diplomatic way. And if if you're angry about everything that's been going on, then get involved. Read your Constitution. Your Constitution will be your guide and give you all the answers. Um, Everybody has a different local contract. We all know that. Um, You know, and, and you have to follow the rules in your local contract. And even if you don't like that, you get to vote on that again. Uh, submit your um, uh, your ideas for changes on your local contract. Talk to your bargaining committee. Talk to your shop chairman. Talk to your president. Talk to your e-board. You know, and see where you guys could change if you don't like things in your local. Um, I feel my heart goes out to the Volvo people. I I, I know what kind of situation they're in. You know, they're getting lied to on one hand, and, you know, with all the different tiers that we've got going on, you know, I work in, with General Motors, um, it's been an, a nightmare, you know, having people working next to each other making, you know, $78 less than what other, other people are making next to them. It's, it's a nightmare for people. You know, now we've got temporary workers that have been off for a couple weeks now on a layoff because of part shortages that are contemplating not even coming back because is it worth it to make a little over $16 an hour for the types of jobs that are are ruining people's bodies? You know, I mean, thank God we have the health care that we do. Or, you know, I, I don't know a single person I work with that has seniority that hasn't had a surgery on their body for what we do. And you know what? We're worth it. They should pay us. We're worth it. So that was just a couple of my thoughts. Okay. Thank you very much for that. Um, you're welcome to stay on on, uh, on live on the show uh, and jump in at any point. We have another um, about 28 minutes if we need them. But, uh, uh, so we're uh, 27.45. So... Uh, you know, thank you for your comments, and, and I think everybody pretty much agrees, and you know, union wide with that. You know, we we we've gotten uh, ourselves. I mean, Walter Ruther said it that this that his own caucus would fail over time because too many yes people would be promoted. He actually said that, and wow. here it's manifest right before us now. Yeah, he actually said. It. Well, so, I will put myself uh, out there, and I will help any member that would want to discuss anything that goes on in the Constitution or how they can get involved. I will put myself out there. They can get in contact with you to get in contact with me. Um, I I will help absolutely. any member across the UAW. Absolutely. But no, no problem. And, and we're not going to say your name, but uh, for those that think it's just the three old white boys here, we have everybody in, involved in this. Um, so, and we get a lot of input from good people like this member, sister right here. So, uh, but anybody who wants to reach out and doesn't want to talk to a guy and want to talk to a woman, we're happy to, you know, you get us, you know, get in touch with us. Working for a living at Working for a Living or anywhere on Facebook. I'm on there and Jeff's on there. Uh, Tom is on Facebook uh, and we'll, we'll point you in the right direction so you can talk to a sister about your issues. No problem. So, 
Uh, thank you for that, sister. We really appreciate that as well. And it's nice to see you here online uh, saying pretty much what everybody else is saying in our union right now. So um, it's incumbent on me to remind everybody uh, that uh, there is a public review board decision out on the person calling himself the president of Volvo at this time. Uh, and the public review board decision said that, unfortunately, uh, the issues brought against him in an Article 31 charge were untimely, notwithstanding connections to family members that we attempted to make or were attempted to be made. And those uh, issues are a matter of record on a public review board decision. Public Review Board has said in no uncertain terms that the international union must address the local union president of 2069 regarding his behavior in the local union. So this isn't something that just come out of my mouth tonight. I challenge the people that haven't addressed it, especially local, the international union president, who has the only authority to deal with such matters in a, in a summary way, summarily, that he hasn't done it before now. But the Public Review Board has admonished the International Executive Board in its entirety to deal with this local union president according to the federal laws that he, these are four deans of law schools. They are not somebody that walked in off of the doggone street corner. And they admonished them to deal with him regarding federal, existing federal law. That decision I think is 1422 as I recall. So there's a lot of problems at this local union at this moment, and they can be fixed. It'd help if the regional director would show up at the local union that likely the only one on strike in the region. It would help if the director of Heavy Truck showed up in person and walked through the plant asking, or you can't now because they're on strike, but, you know, showed up and walked through the crowd and asked them what they had, what, they, what they're worried about. But they're going to tell you the same thing you heard here tonight. And it's up to you guys to act on this. You're the exclusive bargaining agent. We're here to support the membership in all ways. And I remind you, that the public review or the uh, National Labor Relations Board has said that such podcast language as we have expressed this evening are protected and concerted activity under Section 7. There is a decision regarding that. So uh, just to remind everyone. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. You got it. I, um, 
So, um, again, the international has a lot of work to do. You know, in the in the in the same vein as Joe Paterno, Larry Nasser, who went to prison for life, can't even be in general population without getting physically attacked at any time. President Boeing, President Wells Fargo, and on and on and on. When you are a good leader, you understand your job is not always to shake hands and smile, but to do your job as a leader. So I'm getting some more texts in here. I want to make sure that I, I uh, no. Oh, you're not getting sound from me? Oh. Hang on. You're not getting sound from me? No sound. Okay. Well, I guess maybe <laughs> I could probably try and call back in. Let me do that, and then we'll wrap up this show and make sure that everybody's able to hear this last wrap-up. I'll call you right back. Just sit tight. Jeff, you want to grab this and take it for a second and talk to Tom and our other guest? Sure. Um, I really feel sorry for the people at Volvo. Um, What they have gone through is not the ordinary uh, approach to things, how things are being handled. Uh, Guys, just got to stick together because you are the power. You are the union. And you have to remember that throughout your working days. Um, I know we have some a lot of uh, corrupt leaderships in our other locals, mine especially. Um, but stick together. That's the main thing. Talk to each other. Ask questions. You can contact me. Um, I've been around for 32 years as a UAW member. I am a fourth-generation Ford member, uh, so I have a little bit of knowledge. I have served as a rep, as a district rep, grievance writer, and on the executive board um, at our local. So please, don't give up. Stay strong. If you want one of us to come down, walk the picket line with you, yeah, I can do that. I'm retired. I can go down there. Uh, just let me know. I will be there. So, anybody have any questions? Tom? No, I have no questions. I think uh, all the bullet points have been hit. And uh, Yeah. It's, uh, it's a sad day that... Uh, we see all this going on at this particular time, and uh, you know there are certain issues, like Leroy said, that uh, don't need to come out at this particular time. But uh, I enjoy the assignments that uh, 
Leroy and yourself give me from time to time to keep my uh, body still functioning in a, in a reasonable manner. But uh, it's it, it's been interesting these last uh, several months uh, in regards to uh, the investigations that have taken place and. Uh, I really enjoyed the trip to uh, St. Louis the other day that uh, yeah, somebody provided <laughs> me with the baseball tickets for, and it was good talking to those people. I'm sure you're going to be interested in reading uh, much of what was said to me in a digital form that would be forwarded at some point uh, down the road. Uh, you'll probably get your hands on that. But uh, it's it's just amazing what's happening out there, the, uh, the evolution of the uh, – the union, it seems like we're going backwards instead of forwards at times. And uh, if you're telling me history doesn't repeat itself, uh, just read the history of the UAW and then take a look around you and what's happening out there, uh, Jeff. And uh, I think you would agree because I know you're knowledgeable in that venue as well as the Constitution uh, from the on up and why certain things were done by uh, uh, one of my heroes. Uh, I always looked up to Walter Ruther and his family. So that's that's about it, Jeff. Uh, Leroy uh, tagging the bases and yeah, I think, I'm uh, still. I I got back in. I had to use the other phone, so <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I, uh, I'm I'm here. They they wouldn't let me call back in as the host. And only one one host. They, hmm. I couldn't even though I hung up. It, it it still shows me on, and so so I come in as a guest. So. We one more than one way to cat, I suppose. <laughs> Tom's got a question for you. Yeah, yeah. Hey, the next the next time that you are in St. Louis, um, I owe you a coffee. I haven't seen you in a while, and I wouldn't mind seeing you. So if you come into St. Louis again, make sure you give me a call. Well, I'm liable to stir you up, and I haven't had my ass kicked in a long time, and I know you can kick my ass. So I. I, 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 I uh, <laughs> I'm a little heavy. <laughs> Any day, brother. Hey, I also want to say, um, just on a personal note, uh, today is my son's 21st birthday, um, and I just wanted to yeah. pass that along to you guys. It, we've been celebrating. Oh, yeah. He came yeah. in to see his mom, you know. Happy birthday to Noah. Happy birthday. Yeah. Okay, have a great one. 21st. Are you going to buy him a, a beer later tonight? You know, I've been trying to tell him that all day. Like, hey, do you you know, you can buy mimosas now. Would you like to do that? When we went out to breakfast this morning, and he's like, no, I'm good. So we'll ease into Why, that one. <laughs> let him, let him, you know, don't, don't make a, you know, bad back thing out of it. Just, you know, one beer. Oh, no. Yeah, okay. so, no, uh, but I am real proud of him. He, have, he finished his associate's degree. He's now working towards his bachelor's, and I couldn't be more proud as a mom. Yeah, so. good, good for you. That's the personal side of our team here. Yeah. And we are, as, you know, we are a big family. You know, I mean, it's, uh, you know, we all uh, know a lot about each other, and uh, uh, we work together well, and uh, we, we really appreciate each and, each and every one of the rest of us, you know, as you're hearing from sister here, but there's other other folks out there that are learning more about us all the time and being brought in mm-hmm. as uh, leaders too. And uh, so, uh, I th- I should repeat that the PRB, because it was breaking up, the PRB has admonished the 
International Executive Board to deal with the local union president of 2069 for possible violations of federal law as they see it. And I want to remind everybody, the Public Review Board is made up of four people that are deans of law schools. They are not just some podunk somebody that walked in off the street. They are highly qualified members that have countermanded many things that's come before them uh, from the IEB in the last three and a half years. Well, three years. Uh, I met all four of them. (laughs) Right, yeah. I know your case. You you know, we 400 pages of written dialogue. You guys call it the big book, the three of you. Uh, mm-hmm. Got your mem- got your membership back uh, on a lot of a lot of hard work there. So 400 pages were written. Yeah. So welcome back, brother. And it's been three years since you got it back. Mm-hmm. Almost to the week. I mean, so and and again, yeah. this is our sixth season. This you know this is our sixth season here. And you know we've had a, a lot of people uh, show support. We've had a lot of guests on the show. The current governor of Michigan and and uh, the woman that was running for uh, black caucus uh, for the Democratic Party in Michigan was on the show, and she's got a lot of other things. She and I are working on, we collaborated on writing a resolution of uh, inclusion and diversity for uh, members there. So we'll we'll see if we can get more and more folks. Speaking of inclusion, you know, we we like, um, well, 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 this community Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, we'd love to. We'll probably do that. <laughs> Where'd you go? <laughs> well, we've been invited to come and walk the line at Volvo by the members there. <laughs> Thank you for the invitation, and we'll do what we can to get down. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, We'll see. Uh, Jeff uh, is on the way, and kind of Tom's on the way. We'll see what we can pull off. Uh, there's no guarantees, but we'll, we'd love to come down there and show some solidarity with you. Absolutely. Uh, so, um, and we know you've been under a lot of stress and a lot of people tugging at you. And hopefully, we we added some help to you tonight. We're not just down there complaining. That we actually offered some some pathways to resolution for you. Uh, and again, we are, are nothing but concerned members here that have protected concerted activity under Section 7. And you mm-hmm. have an exclusive bargaining agent in the UAW and your bargaining team. We hope that that little bit of awareness now is uh, going to permeate into their, uh, their venue there, and they need to get out and start talking to you. They can't just be off in a corner somewhere or in a closet. They need to get out and say hi and, you know, let's let's work together here because that's what this is all about, you, the membership. So thank you for that. Uh, but uh, let's, let's uh, 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 remember that we all are a family and, um, you know, if it gets to be long, we'll see to it that uh, a strike assistance fund in some fashion is set up in an effort to support you in, if it becomes a long, drawn-out strike. Uh, 
you know, obviously the sooner that it's resolved, the better. But management has to start having some realization too. This is an admonishment of them. Every bit is an admonishment of, you know, some of the folks that have lost legitimacy with the membership. So, um, and we're not going to talk to or about management too much. That is the bargaining team's job. Uh, so we're not going to cross that line other than say management has some obligations to the membership here too. That's all we're going to say about that. Uh, so, um, uh, so uh, having said that, it's, it's nice to have uh, our sister here tonight. It's really nice to see. <laughs> no, I, I did say I was going to say happy birthday <laughs> earlier, and I forgot about it. I really apologize. <laughs> so, because <laughs> he is, you know. Yeah, I told him, I said, the radio show said happy birthday to you, and he was like, oh, really? Like, he was all yeah. excited. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, but I was going to do it, you know, in one of the announcements and just get my mind. We're kind of, we got a little little stuff going on. So, uh, Noah's uh Yeah, important. no problem. So, yeah, okay, thank you. Um, so, uh, let me go around the table here, and I'll ask our sister first. Do you have any closing comments? Uh, just that I wanted to say to our, our brothers and sisters down in Bolvo that our prayers are with you. Um, our prayers are with your bargaining unit so that they can uh, bring you back to a better contract because I did see some of the highlights of that last one. And, and uh, it's, it's uh, laughable, you know, what they brought back. Um, and, and our membership is an entirety. Um, you know, we're, we're praying for the membership as a whole so that we can, you know, get back on some solid ground and, um, you know, be able to hold the, the management's feet to the fire instead of them having a hold on us. Um, we, we need to get back to educating our membership, educating the um, young seniority people is, is one of my top priorities where, where I'm at. So, uh, like I said, if anybody would like to speak with me, um, just to discuss some issues or to learn more about the Constitution, I will be willing at any moment of the day. I'm usually a third shifter, uh, but I'm on vacation this week, so I'm enjoying the daylight hours um, with my family here. So, uh, And thank you, all of you brothers, uh, for doing this radio show and for doing what's right for the membership all the time. I appreciate your dedication to us. Um, you know, even even though you're retired, I, I appreciate your knowledge and everything that you have to offer those of us that are still out here punching the clock. <laughs> Thank you, yeah. Mister. Uh, and we're not saying your name for good reason, and but uh, some and we we all know who you are. But uh, uh, <laughs> just uh, just you know, we'll, we'll keep it quiet. But if anybody wants to talk to her. Uh, you know, just get a hold of any one of us, and we'll we'll direct you there. Uh, make sure that you can speak with her on any any matter you you want. And if she has any questions, we'll we're always here to support her as well. So, um, and uh, that's you know that's what teams do. So, uh, Jeff, do you have anything? Okay. Yeah, I just want to mention that uh, people should read the Constitution plus their local bylaws there's a lot of good information that you can use at your expense on dealing with some of the things inside the plant by using the local bylaws 
you'll find that uh, they're not being followed very well by some of the local presidents. So, right. Just okay. FYI. Right. Yes, indeed. Um, and uh, we we all aspire to be the best. You know, nobody's perfect. So, uh, Tom, do you have any closing mm-hmm. remarks? I would echo what uh, Jeff just said. Uh, speaking from personal uh, conversations, hours and hours and hours on the telephone with a, a very good friend of mine uh, that uh, a lot of people have never met personally in their lives. But uh, knowing what has transpired over the last uh, five or six years since uh, this program has been on, uh, they always will have a friend in Mr. Leroy McKnight, no matter what the problems are or what the issues are, he never ceases to amaze me about his dedication to people he's never known other than through a telephone and what results he has gotten for most of those folks in regards to their issues that they had been stonewalled on for whatever reason. You've come to the right place. Pick up the phone, the call-in number's there. There is no issue too big or too small. I'm sure that he will find you and give you some good guidance in regards to your issues. I uh, pray for the folks at uh, Volvo. You're in my prayers nightly. God bless you all, and stay the course. Thank thank you, Tom, Uh, very much. And, you know, Tom's quite religious in his own right, and uh, Jeff and some others that actually broken bread with me over the years know that quietly I am also God-fearing man, so, uh, and uh, and pray for a, a lot of causes and, and things at every meal, so um, thank you, thank you, Tom. Uh, I want to say, uh, just in closing, our union is a great union. We're not here to tear it down. We're here to help build it up. Our members are some of the best people on the planet. They're kind, giving, benevolent. You know, when they knew that they needed something on this picket line, it showed up. There are some that are not more well-off than others, and they understand that, and they stepped up to the, to the challenge. And we thank you for that. We thank all of our members uh, in our entire union and pray for them. Those at Volvo, we know most of your problems. We don't walk in your shoes. But we know most of your problems. And there's, there's resolve to these. There's always resolve. You have to have the right people pushing and pulling on the proper levers. And they've been given a little bit of guidance regarding that this evening. But they're the exclusive bargaining agent, and you got to work with them, okay? Um, we pray for each and every one of your best outcome in all of this, all of you. If there's anything any of you need or questions, you know, you, you get who to talk to, but you can contact us directly. Um, we pray for a good outcome of 
your local union contract that it satisfies the majority of the issues that you still have concerns about and that you're able to soon get back to work and start building Volvo trucks in a high-quality, high-efficient manner for the company that employs you. Not to go back to work, to have your jobs combined, but rather a fair day's work for a fair day's pay. Something I parrot from Walter Ruther's mouth. Fair day's work for fair day's pay has gone by the wayside in our country. And we're going to get back to that. So you, you hang in there. Keep solidarity. Thank you to each and every one of the members of your local that have reached out and given us guidance in a way that we could parrot that back to those listening so that you might have a better result. Be realistic. Be realistic in your your requests. Okay? But at the same time, stand your ground if it's not fair. Lord your conscience. Having said that, we want to thank to all of our listeners, global listeners, and those in Canada and Mexico, the U.S. non-union and the U.S. union listeners, all of our UAW listeners, obviously. If you found value in the show, please tell just one more person about us. Have fun. Stay safe in the coming week. God bless each and every one of you. Uh, regarding the next show, I've been in, encouraged to have another show next week. Uh, we've not had a show for a while for cause. There's reasons for that, political mostly in nature. Uh, but uh, uh, we'll probably have another show next week, and hopefully uh, we will have seen some better outcome for our union at large in the next coming week. So. Good night, listeners. Good night, Tom, Jeff, and sister. Uh, good night, good night, everybody that's listening. We much appreciate you coming on into the, the switchboard and listening to the show. God bless and God speed everybody at Volvo. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.